Hi friends, it's Andrea here with another episode of the Anti-Diet Revolution. Ever think you're doing really well with your eating, particularly your emotional eating, and then something significant happens in your life or something stressful happens and you drop back to old habits. It can make you feel like you've sabotaged any efforts that you've made. Let's address this today. And specifically in today's episode, I'm going to show you a really nice four-step process to help you get through these times when you are feeling super frustrated and those stressful moments come up. Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight, and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans, or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body, and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in. The truth is that we can't make stress go away in our lives. We can't always have smooth sailing. It's really part of being human that there are good times and hard times and difficult life events and then easy ones and happy ones as well. And I think we can all accept that. So then if we've been an emotional eater for many, many years, where we've reached for food during these difficult times, why do we expect emotional eating to go away for good when those stressful situations we don't expect those to go away. We really shouldn't have that expectation. And I can pretty much guarantee that if you've been an emotional eater, you will have moments in your life when you will dip into that behavior again. And that's okay. Not saying that that is what we desire, but it's okay. And when we can accept that, what I want you more than anything to know is that you can have a strategy to minimize this cycle, particularly so that it doesn't send you into a frenzy or put you into a complete downward spiral of despair and frustration and just feeling generally bad about yourself. That's one of the reasons why I've created a new group where it's a monthly membership. You can receive tools and ongoing support so that you can maintain your new anti-diet habits. And really to help you through those tough, stressful times so that you don't feel like you lose that control. In this membership, I'm gonna provide regular challenges, monthly Q&A sessions, and I'll pop in regularly to give that ongoing support. So there's gonna be more information that you can find on my website at Andrea Heyman Nutrition, and I will pop that link into the show notes as well. 
All right, so going back to this process, the process that I am introducing you all to today is called the Emotional Eating Belief Blaster. This is a four-step process that can really halt that emotional eating spiral. This is what I do with many of my clients. We work through this process together and I familiarize them with it with the intent that I want them to be able to pull up this tool anytime they're feeling blue or feeling like they're kind of tending toward emotional eating so that they can run themselves through the process independently on their own. And that's what I want for you as well. The first step of this four-step process is that it's really important to notice the feeling that you're feeling, okay? So we emotionally eat because we're having a feeling, whether it's feeling bored, lonely, hopeless, anything like that. What I want to encourage you is not to be afraid to feel the feeling. Identify that feeling. Give it a name. Label it. What is it? We're not always comfortable with our feelings. We haven't really been taught to address our feelings and really embrace them. But we have feelings that ebb and flow throughout the day constantly. And we're often not in tune with them. But when we're feeling like emotional eating, it's important to identify the feeling that is kind of encouraging you or nudging you in that way of leading toward emotional eating. The second step is a little bit more complex. So we want to identify the thought that is causing this feeling. What is the thought that is resulting in the feeling? There's always something that kind of initiates it. So if your thought is, I have to be perfect or else I'm a failure. That's going to make you feel very sort of hopeless, like because it's impossible to be perfect. But I want you to put that thought through a series of questions. This is good to have some pencil and paper to write these questions down and certainly to journal on each one of these. So whatever that thought is, is that thought true? Is it 100% true? Is it true all the time or part of the time? Why do you think you have this thought? A childhood event? A family rule you adopted? How is the thought serving you? How is it not serving you? What are the benefits if you keep this thought? And what are the consequences if you keep this thought? The idea is that we're going to put this through like basically pros and cons, looking at it in all different ways. And you can see that we adopt rules over time related to our eating. And when you look at them in an objective way, you can see that they are really, really silly or unhelpful and not working to your advantage. And when we make it so that the cons, like the negative aspects of having this rule or this thought or belief, we want to make those cons completely outweigh any benefits that you're getting from it in order to kind of zap that belief altogether. Once you do that, 
That's sort of like the logical piece here. Then you want to use some sort of modality to kind of help you through this. Now, this is the piece that a lot of people skip, but I really encourage you to do it. So doing something like a short meditation, a breathwork session, even if it's just a few simple breathing exercises, tapping, if you're not sure what that is, um, you can look on YouTube. It's basically tapping your forehead with your index and your middle finger on certain pressure points. And while you're doing that, repeating some messages to yourself and kind of talking yourself through um, why the emotional eating thought is not helpful for you so that you're really releasing it. You can also dance it out. Like, I don't know if you have like one particular song that always makes you feel like dancing, doing something like that, or participating in something creative, whether it's painting, doodling, crocheting, anything that makes you feel really good to kind of release that thought. The third step is to go back and acknowledge and visualize the best version of yourself. What is the best version of you as an eater? What does that look like? Imagine what this person feels, what kind of smells they smell, how they eat, how they feed their body, all of that. And once you have that vision in your mind, I want you in the final step to decide what action you're going to take. If it is indeed that, yep, you're going to take the action of eating ice cream, which is what you're craving in the initial moment of the situation, there's no judgment. You are owning that as a decision that you have come to the conclusion that this is what you're going to do at this moment in time. Own that action, own that decision. There is no need for continued negative self-talk. When we have a simple process like this emotional eating belief blaster that we can turn to, it leaves us feeling more control in more in control of our eating habits, which often is the piece that many hardworking moms like the listeners here when they feel like they're succumbing to their emotional eating. So this four-part series is perfectly situated to help you through those times and to ensure that it doesn't spiral into something bigger. I'll have all those steps listed out in the show notes so you can refer to that in the future anytime you need to come back to this simple four-step emotional eating belief blaster process. Until next time, take care. If you like this episode, please rate and leave a review. This is how we get the word out to others so they can be part of the anti-diet revolution. I read every review I receive and use that to push out more episodes that are helping you. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you next week.